My name is Peter Himmelman, Grammy and Emmy-nominated musician, author, and chief dream enabler of Big Muse. I'm proud to underwrite this episode of The Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Discover why companies like Adobe, 3M, McDonald's, and Gap have brought in Big Muse's rock and roll-fueled seminars to get inspired, to get insight, and to get activated. Write to me today at peter at bigmuse.com. Entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builders Show, the show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builder Show, and alongside of me in the studio is my executive producer, Mr. D.C. Taylor. Hi, D.C. Hi, Marty. I'm here. I love calling you Mr. Mr. There's just, there's just <laughs> something about that. I, I don't know. It's not like radio kind of stuff. I'm not sure what that is. Sure, I'll go with that. Why not? <laughs> D.C. and I will be your guides in this learning journey. The Business Builder Show is distributed by C-Suite Radio, which is part of the C-Suite Network the world's most trusted network of business executives. You can learn more about this network at csuitenetwork.com. You can listen to the Business Builder Show and a bunch of other great shows on csuiteradio.com. My special guest with me today is Isaac Lidsky. Hi, Isaac. Nice to uh, yep. nice to hear from you, man. Hello. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm thrilled. Um, in terms of or changing things up a little bit, rather than reading... Um, an incredible resume. I'm not going to do that. I want I, I want the story to unfold. So let me start this way. I'm going to read something that's advanced praise for Isaac's book, which is titled Eyes Wide Open, and we'll talk about that. Allow me to read this. Isaac is inspiring. He triumphs in the face of great challenges with grace and humility. I have seen how Isaac meaningfully connects and touches with those around him, and each of us is better for it. Because of his exceptional experiences, Isaac has much to teach readers about his practical yet expansive approach to life. They will greatly benefit from his book. That praise came from Sandra Day O'Connor, Associate Justice, U.S. Supreme Court, Retired. Isaac's book title is Eyes Wide Open. Subtitle is Overcoming Obstacles and Recognizing Opportunities in a World That Can't See Clearly. So, Isaac, um, on the cover of your book, again, the title is Eyes Wide Open. There's little dots protruding from the, uh, from the book. Uh, there's probably a message there, so explain to me. What, what do the dots mean? <laughs> sure. So, uh so those dots are uh, represent letters in the uh, uh, tactile language of Braille, and uh, it's so that uh, you know blind folks can can read the cover of the book. Uh, and I myself am blind, uh, and uh, very much appreciated a, a design of the cover by my publisher that enabled me to uh, to read read the read the cover of my book. Yeah, uh, ingenious, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I wish I could claim credit for it, but uh, no, it was, um, you know, the folks at Penguin Random House did a, did a phenomenal job on the cover. Yeah. Um, so I read the book, and uh, you're an optimistic fellow. 
Um, <laughs> you know, which I kind of, I, I kind of said, well, wow, you know, this this guy's really pretty optimistic. So, this whole um, life experience, I guess I'll call it. Uh, you had some. Let's see. I'm trying to phrase this in a certain way. So you took going blind. Well, t- tell me the whole story. I'm really mumbling and falling. H- how did that happen? Did it, did, were you born that so I was way? Diagnosed, I was diagnosed with a blinding disease when I was 13 years old. Um, I was told by an expert that I had a rare disease that would uh, cause progressive loss of sight over time and ultimately blindness. Um, he said there are no treatments, no cures. We don't know much about the disease. Uh, good luck to you. Um, and at the time, I was, I was terrified um, and, uh, I was convinced that blindness was going to absolutely ruin my life. It thought it was going to be meant an end uh, to achievement for me. And it meant I would live this unremarkable life, uh, small and sad. And, uh, anyway, those, that turned, those all turned out to be lies. Uh, they turned out to be this sort of awful, uh, lies sort of manifested by, uh, by my fears. Uh, ultimately, uh, going blind, the insights that I gained as I lost my sight, uh, turned out to be a remarkable blessing for me and, and really one of the, the best things that ever happened to me in my life. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's the source of a, of a, of a vision that has uh, brought me immeasurable joy and fulfillment and success in my life. By the way, how are the kids? <laughs> the kids are phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> thanks for asking. So we have uh, six-and-a-half-year-old triplets and an 18-month-old. Wow. And uh, we, we're, we're having a blast. You, uh, yeah, well, the book you uh, talk about having a, a blast. Now, uh, you had kind of an interesting uh, childhood, I guess. You were younger. You, uh, I believe you are on TV. Is that correct? Yeah, so I grew up a childhood actor. I did somewhere between 100 and 150 commercials kind of growing up and got some uh, some parts here and there, you know, big big parts and small things and small parts and big things. And my, uh, my, my, my lucky break, so to speak, was uh, – uh, came when I was cast as Weasel Wiesel on NBC's sitcom Saved by the Bell, the new class. So I moved out to Los Angeles when I was 13 to do the show, which was uh, an incredible experience. That was also right around the time I was diagnosed, uh, however. So I had a lot going on in those days, and uh, it wasn't your sort of typical uh, childhood Hollywood story. Yeah, I guess it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an understatement. No. <laughs> you know? um, so okay, so here you are. You're uh, you're having uh, a lot of success, quite frankly, and uh, you have this come along. And so, uh, what was your earliest uh, thoughts or reaction to the fact that you were you were eventually going to go blind? What what, what was your initial reaction to that? You know, like, like like I was saying, you know, we we um we're wired to uh, to fear uh, the unknown particularly in times of, uh, of, of change or crisis. And, um, you know, what, what very often happens is our, our, our fear of the unknown will, will sort of manifest these awful scenarios. Psychologists call it awfulizing, which I think is a great term. But, um, yeah. you know, basically we, we, we obsess on the worst case scenario and we, we make all these, you know, assumptions about uh, the misery we're uh, destined to, to face. Um, and I did all of those things. Yeah. When I was first diagnosed and, and, and frankly, you know, lived in a, in a pretty miserable world for a few years there. Yeah. Um, the danger is when we, if we're not uh, aware of, of, of what's going on in our minds, if we don't kind of understand that we're ultimately the, uh, uh, the creators of the, of the reality that we live, we're ultimately in control of, of, of kind of the way we, we view this reality. Um, uh, we, we can be lulled into, into sort of believing these awful lies. And then, you know, because we believe them, we live them. They become true. They're sort of self self-manifesting. So yeah. um, that's a, the real sort of pernicious uh, 
aspect of fear. I was blessed to gain the uh, the vision to to see beyond my fears uh, and to to sort of choose a different path for myself. Yeah. What was the turning point? Was there a moment or was there a period of time? What got you to live, uh, I'll use the phrase, eyes wide open? What was the turning point? Yeah, so there was a turning point. I, uh, it's, it's a much longer story, but I wound up going to meet with an um, occupational therapist, a low vision rehabilitation specialist, someone who, who dealt with folks losing their sight and, and, and uh, partially sighted and, and the blind. And at this time, I was still kind of getting by. Uh, without any, uh, you know, assistive technology or tools or, or techniques, I was kind of coping. And I went to see this person convinced that we were going to have a conversation about sort of, you know, blindness with a capital B, this amorphous force that was going to destroy my life, you know, and tomorrow and the future and this sort of uh, the, the, the misery that awaited uh, down the road. And, you know, right off the bat, she wanted to talk about, uh, you know, today, like right now, what are what are you doing uh, to make your life a little easier, a little better? You know, do you use a cane? Uh, have you started using screen reading software to interact with your computer using your ears instead of your eyes? Do you know about these techniques to organize your clothing and on and on? And, you know, I was excited about uh, all of these ideas. But at the same time, I was also somewhat confused and frustrated because I was thinking, you know, this, this isn't my problem. Today's not my problem. Now is not my problem. Uh, you know, my problem is the future and, and, and blindness and my problem is that I'm losing my sight. And there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. Uh, and then it literally hit me. I had an epiphany in, in, in her office. Um, you know, there, there is no tomorrow. Uh, there is no, you know, future or, you know, uh, uh, awful doom and gloom scenario, you know, at the horizon. Like all there ever is, is right now, uh, this moment. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I realized that in that moment, I didn't know the first thing about going blind or being blind. I hadn't done anything to learn about it. Um, And I was choosing to believe all this nonsense. Um, So that was really a a big turning point for me. Uh, I believe her name is Chris. Chris is her name. So I I wanted to impress impress you that I actually read the book. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. I I, I wrote it to be read. So it means a lot to me. This book was a a labor of love. I put my heart and soul into it. All right. Um, You attended some uh, uh, pretty prestigious schools. So uh, how far along were you in that blindness, um, if you will? And uh, you attended uh, college. So talk to me about that and that journey. Sure. So I'm 13, right? I'm in Los Angeles. Uh, I'm realizing that uh, Hollywood's not a great industry or career path for me uh, because of the sort of practical realities of my going blind, but also more sort of fundamentally, it just wasn't it wasn't for me. Yeah. Uh, and, and meanwhile, at this point in my life, I was sort of the, the, the sort of the awful reality of my fear had me kind of living in a race against time, right? I was thinking I want to squeeze as much as I can into my life until it goes dark and, you know, it's all over. Yeah. Uh, so I felt this urgency, this real pressure. So I wound up applying to college a, a bit early. I had skipped a grade and I skipped another one. So I went off to Harvard when I was um, – I started college. I had just turned 16 and I graduated from Harvard when I was 19. And, uh, you know, with a degree in math and computer science, and then I founded an internet startup and I went back to Harvard for law school. And, um, you know, like I said, in in part was, you know, really enjoying, uh, I've always been kind of driven and enjoyed those experiences, but, uh, really also was, was, uh, motivated by, by fear and, uh, and urgency. So let me get this straight. You're a brainiac slash nerd. Yeah, I mean, uh, let me put it to you this way. I, the character I played, Weasel Wiesel, was the sort of socially awkward, very intellectual, 
uh, sort of brainy guy, <laughs> and uh, it came very naturally to me. Okay, but let me let me transfer that. That was a that was a tee up because you talk about um, you know it's, you went through some different trials and tribulations, and I definitely want to talk about your existence in terms of eyes wide open. And by the way, I am speaking with Isaac Litsky. Litsky, his name is spelled L-I-D-S-K-Y. Isaac is his first name, and uh, you can, we're going to talk about other ways you can get in touch with him, but I also want to tell you about his TED Talk. So go to TED Talks and look up his name, and you will see an incredibly powerful TED Talk. Okay, so... I kind of set up this a little bit. You know, in the book, you talked about, well, you were really strong in this math. You were strong in these facts. Mm-hmm. But what about emotions? At some point, it, yeah, you started so, to think about things in a different way, right? Yeah, it, it took really until my sort of uh, late late 20s, early 30s, I guess, before I um, was in a place where I was ready to sort of tackle matters of the heart. And, uh, uh, you know, until that point, I definitely, you know, sold myself on a, on a lot of bull that, uh, you know, that it's possible to kind of live in, you know, purely rationally and objectively and in our minds. And, uh, that was something that I was pretty good at and, uh, you know, could understand. And, and I was not super into, uh, matters of, uh, of the heart or grace and, and love and all those things. So I kind of avoided those. Um, it took me a while to, to get there, but, uh, as I, as I, you know, explain at length, um, yeah. uh, elsewhere, you know, it, <clears throat> there, there is no, uh, there is no creating the life you want for yourself if you, uh, you know, refuse to look into your heart and, and let others see in there as well. I suppose having triplets probably uh, impacted that a little bit too. No doubt, no <laughs> doubt about it. Uh, yeah. in and your stay the, the challenges you in the through. hospital and, and challenges with, uh, I believe your wife's name is Dorothy. Um, yes, that had to be a challenging time. Yes, I mean there's the, the the Cliff's Notes version is that we we spent uh, 98 days all in between uh, Dorothy's four weeks of bed of bed rest uh, and the triplets 70 days uh, in the neonatal intensive care unit. Um, in what was the most difficult uh, you know difficult 98 days of my life to be sure. Yeah. Uh, and we were blessed beyond contemplation, beyond understanding, uh, to bring home three happy, healthy kids. But uh, certainly. That the math suggested uh, otherwise. So you're blind. Uh, you have triplets. Um, did you get away without changing diapers? <laughs> um, no. No. Uh, no. So. Um, Jeez, I would have used that to the hilt, Isaac. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about it. I definitely <laughs> thought about it. I it crushed your it. mind. I, you know, bo- being both a man and blind, you know, two two good reasons to yeah. say uh, uh, I'm not great with the with the babies. But I've found in my experience, a big part of sort of living living life uh, eyes wide open is to really be sort of brutally honest with yourself and accountable for uh, you know the self limiting assumptions you make about yourself, the, the, the sort of things you tell yourself, and um, kind of you know uh, you know succumbing to some murky idea that my blindness uh, would really prevent me from changing diapers or feeding babies, uh, you know, ultimately was, uh, you know, would, would have been, you know, untrue to, untrue to myself and who I am and what I believe. And, uh, ultimately it would have been a lie. So I, I realized that, um, I would have no, uh, uh, it would be as difficult for me as it would be for any guy, yeah. uh, yeah. to, to handle, you know, diaper time with triplets, maybe yeah. a little extra difficult, but, 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 uh, yeah, I can't uh, imagine not, nothing, uh, <laughs> nothing I couldn't handle. I'm Marty Wolf. Stay here for more with Isaac Litsky. Have you struggled to make the necessary changes in your business and want an easier way? 
VentureGreatly.com has a solution for you. Hi, this is Marty Wolf, and I'm proud to announce my partnership with Venture Greatly. We are helping business owners thrive in changing times, and times are definitely a-changing. Venture Greatly is staffed by executive coaches and business consultants with decades of experience, and experience matters. To set up an initial call, just click on the Book a Strategy Session button on the Venture Greatly website. That's VentureGreatly.com. Be sure you mention you heard about Venture Greatly on the Business Builder Show. Thanks. My name is Peter Himmelman, Grammy and Emmy-nominated musician, author, and chief dream enabler of Big Muse. I'm proud to underwrite this episode of the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Discover why companies like Adobe, 3M, McDonald's, and Gap have brought in Big Muse's rock and roll-fueled seminars to get inspired, to get insight, and to get activated. Write to me today at peter at bigmuse.com. Um, so uh, I'm getting up to the reason why you wrote the book, but uh, to, let's continue the story because it's all uh, it's all kind of the preface to uh, why you wrote the book. So you um, you attended that that particularly highly qualified school. You did well. You had an internet startup. We'll kind of skip over that for a minute. Um, and then at some point you decided to go into a business and kind yes. of an unusual business, I would say. <laughs> so talk to me about that experience. Yeah. So I, I was blessed to have some great experiences in law and the public sector, you know, working for the Justice Department and, and, and at the right. Supreme Court. And then, you know, found myself a, a, a lawyer in a big law firm, um, international law firm, very fancy and all that, but but not 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 enjoying that at all. I wanted to make a change. So you know, it seemed like a good idea at the time. My 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 college roommate and I figured uh, maybe we'd buy a small business and and use it to sort of create an excellent company of our own. And he would keep his his fancy day job in the world of finance, but uh, but he'd help me look for the company and help me pay for it. And the idea was I'd leave behind my fancy day job and and run the business. So after about five months of looking at companies all over the country and developing various uh, you know theses for, you know, what will be a great sort of business model and all that. We, we, we identified and, and wound up buying a, a struggling residential construction subcontractor in, in Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, Dorothy and I, you know, with our then, you know, not even year old triplets, maybe nine month old triplets, uh, moved from, uh, from Manhattan, from a fancy apartment in Manhattan down to Orlando. And I abandoned my, uh, you know, uh, sophisticated legal career to be a construction guy and, uh, you know, away we went. You you needed psychological help back then, man. Almost huh? certainly. Almost certainly true. Um, <laughs> like, what is that about? That's almost certainly true. Okay, yeah. so we'll admit that. You admit that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah. so there you are. You're in Atlanta, Florida. So so you did yeah, well, due diligence. So I'm assuming this business was just rocking and rolling, and uh, now you're rich and famous. Is that the way it works? Yeah, I mean, what, what could possibly go wrong, right? I mean, what could possibly guys? go wrong? Yeah, through our guys who don't know anything about the real world, buy it by a construction, you know, residential construction company in Orlando in 2011. I mean, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, beautiful sunset and you know, roll the credits. Um, <laughs> shockingly, shockingly, uh, the financial data that we had meticulously analyzed and modeled and poured over uh, were utter nonsense. It was, you know, the proverbial garbage in, garbage out. Yeah, and yeah. about three months in, we realized that nobody had any idea what was actually going on, you know, in the business or in any of its projects. Um, but it was, it was crystal clear that the company was, was, uh, in a nosedive. It was hemorrhaging money. 
Uh, and I had put every penny into the business. Zach had put most of his in, my, my roommate. And, uh, you know, we had borrowed money and signed all kinds of personal guarantees. So it was it was grim. It looked like uh, looked like we were done for. And you kind of handled that. You you toughed it out. You uh, kept the faith, whatever words you want to use. So let's – so you had all these experiences. You – eventually learn to live life as you're describing it eyes wide open in the title of your book so why did you write the book tell me the lessons that you'd like to share with folks that are in the book share some of those with us now sure sure thank you so you know i wrote eyes wide open you know in many ways for 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 my children um mm. the the insights that i gained as i lost my sight you know i i gained them through through going blind, through blindness, but but they really have nothing to do with blindness um, or even disability. I mean, it's a vision, uh, it's a vision for all of us. Um, that, like I said, is is one of the best things that ever happened to me, uh, and it's something that I want my my children to understand. Um, you know, in every moment, uh, in every moment, whether we realize it or not, whether we like it or not, whether we want to believe it or not, whether we want to admit it or not, um, you know, we are choosing who we want to be and how we want to live our lives. Um, and that's, that's uh, our great power, and it's our, it's our responsibility. And, uh, you know, we, we all face awful circumstances in our lives, great challenges, uh, tragedies, tribulations. Uh, we, we, you know, um, all of us do. Yeah. Um, but yeah. how those circumstances manifest themselves in our lives is entirely within our control. And it certainly doesn't always feel that way or seem that way. Um, but I, I know, uh, I've, I've seen firsthand that, that, that it is within our control. So a lot uh, of, and one, once you realize that, it's empowering and it's liberating and it's just, it's, it's brought me, like I said, just a great life. Fear plays an important role whether you're blind or not. Um, and you address that. You talk about that. Um, how, how do, what suggestions you should have that are in the book or that you'd like to share with our audience, which is primarily business owners? Any, any yeah. particular thoughts, Isaac? Sure. So, you know, like like we were talking about earlier, this this notion of awfulizing, this 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 the way in which fear so compellingly immerses us in this in this fictional uh, reality uh, that is nonetheless you know seems so real. Um, you got to You got to break through that. You really got to break through fear spell. And one 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 good way to do that is is to focus zealously on the fundamental difference between what you know and what you think you know. Because uh, we get into a lot of trouble in that second category, what yeah. we think we know. Yeah. Uh, and by definition, when we face the unknown, uh, we need to learn a lot more. We need more information. We need to look outside ourselves. And if when we succumb to fear, uh, it prevents us from doing precisely that. So, you know, step one, figure out what you, you know, the information you need to get. The other, the other sort of piece of advice I'd mentioned, there, there are many, but, you know, in the interest of brevity, I'll mention one more. You know, in this sort of awful reality of our fears, you know, we, we tend to see heroes and villains in our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, people we can uh, either either blame or, or you know, uh, ask for rescue uh, credit or, or celebrate. And, um, you know, that it's a pernicious sort of these are co-conspirators uh, with with our fears uh, that, that, that keep us on the sideline. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's easy to stay on the sideline when you think there are others to blame or there are others who can fix it. And um you got to look through that. There are no heroes. There are no villains. Um, at the end of the day, it's just you. Uh, you are the master of your reality in every moment. Um, and that's important to keep in mind when you're afraid. 
So my uh, guest is Isaac Lidsky. His book is Eyes Wide Open, Overcoming Obstacles and Recognizing Opportunities in a World That Can't See Clearly. Isaac, what's the best way for people to connect with you? So uh, easiest way is probably just go to my website, which is just my last name, uh, dot com. So it's Lidsky, L as in Larry, I, D as in David, S as in Sam, K-Y, dot com. And there's more information about my book. There's my blog. I have a an interview series uh, that I've been doing with some some really remarkable people and um, the TED Talks there and all that. So the, my one the one request or the one disclaimer, if you if you do check it out, uh, please let me know what you think. You can yeah. reach me through the website. I read every single submission. Yeah. Um, this is a like I said, a passion project, a labor of love, and I, I really want to know what you think because um, there's wisdom in community. There is, and uh, we talked about advanced praise for your book. I'll give post praise for your book. I did read it. I loved it. I enjoyed it. Um, you overcame challenges in your life. You have a great life. By the way, how's business? <laughs> so the, the construction business is booming. Uh, All we, right, uh, we're, the company went from uh, from uh, losing losing a pile of money on uh, on on uh, you know, relatively modest revenue to some pretty good uh, pretty good profit margins for our industry on on. Uh, on 10 times more revenue uh, than when we started. So in six years, the company's uh, more than 10 times larger. And uh, we're having a blast. Great team of remarkable, dedicated people that I'm very grateful for. Anything I missed that you want to drive home in the last minute or two? Just urge people to, to, to really take a second and, you know, think about the big important questions. How do, who do you want to be? How do you want to be spending your time? Uh, what kind of parent do you want to be? What kind of spouse? What kind of employer? Um, and, you know, it's easy to roll your eyes at those questions, but... Uh, you know, you're answering them uh, whether you know it or not. So you might as well answer with, you know, intention and awareness and purpose as opposed to sort of living, you know, by reaction or, you know, as happenstance because, um, uh, you know, it's, the choices are yours. Yeah. So the book is Eyes Wide Open, Overcoming Obstacles and Recognizing Opportunities in the World That Can't See Clearly. Isaac Lidsky has been my guest. Isaac, thank you so much for a great book, for a great TED Talk, and thank you in advance for all the great work you're going to do in the future, man. I really appreciate it. This was fun. You've been listening to the Business Builders Show. And again, thank you to Isaac for being our special guest. And we deliver information like this to help you. So hopefully you enjoyed this and you will tie into the all the message that Isaac shared with us. And so I want to thank you again. So on behalf of Marty Wolf, your host, and DC Taylor, my executive producer, thanks for listening and have a great week. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Have you struggled to make the necessary changes in your business and want an easier way? VentureGreatly.com has a solution for you. Hi, this is Marty Wolf, and I'm proud to announce my partnership with Venture Greatly. We are helping business owners thrive in changing times, and times are definitely a changing. Venture Greatly is staffed by executive coaches and business consultants with decades of experience, and experience matters. To set up an initial call, just click on the Book a Strategy Session button on the Venture Greatly website. That's VentureGreatly.com. Be sure you mention you heard about Venture Greatly on the Business Builder Show. Thanks.